Thanks to Trade Coffee for supporting the morning stream. Trade sells the freshest, roasted, and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you, as often as you like, whole or ground. Whether you're a coffee nerd or just want a better daily cup, Trade's real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method. Right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com TMS. Coming up on TMS, Gary Busey, the voice of reason. A French ranch on the Thousand Island with Caesar. To be honest, I'm rooting for the monkeys. I don't like words that end in Z. Dental floss and craps. In Soviet Russia, the dressing undresses you. All ninjas are handsome. It's a purple nurple zirple. Did you hurt Steve's nuts? See Anal Street. In France, they call it dressing royale. What's this here sauce? More macaque talk. Contemporary liberal hairdo. Why does it smell like Helena Bonham Carter? A man-shaped mannequin with Bill. A little science with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Who is the thief? The guy that's going to walk in your door wearing a bandana around his eyes? Or maybe the guy with a real villain mustache? How about a guy like me with a nice suit on and a polite smile, smoking a pipe? Eat shit and die, Ricky! Eat shit and live, Bill. The morning stream. Tastes like a burger. I don't like you anymore. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the morning stream. It is Tuesday, January 25th, 2022. I am Scott. He is Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. How are you? You know, I'm all right. I actually slept, but uh, just dreamt weird things. Just weird. You were in it, but I don't remember how. You were in a dream again. <laughs> Some Brian thing happening, and there's yeah, no—I have no good. memory of it now. I don't know what it I'm, is. I think I actually prefer that you don't remember. Yeah. Like it's, you know, uh, better than me trapezing naked above your virgin pina colada or whatever it was. <laughs> it's like, or who was it? It was Arnold Palmer and Laura Palmer mashup. Yeah, whatever uh, that, whatever the hell that happened there. But yeah, yeah. In, this, in this particular case, it was like. You were very prominent whatever I dreamt last night. The second I woke up, just poof, gone. Mm-hmm. Other than I know you were there. It was like it's like I witnessed a crime and then forgot all the details. It was weird. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well. I don't like it. Not that you're not that it was criminal. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna make this into something that's not. I know. Brian sure. performing illegal acts in my dream. Uh, anyway, uh, so good morning, everybody. We hope you're well. It's a Tuesday. I hope you're excited for what TMS is on Tuesdays, which involves all sorts of stuff. We got a little science, a little making stuff. Got some news. Yeah. We got some stuff up top here. In fact, I have a thing that I'm not sure is true, but I wanted to play with you and not Ooh, think too okay. much about it until I got here because because I, I didn't want to I didn't want to spoil it for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I heard somebody claim something. I'm going to play a clip. All right. So you're going to hear okay. this. All right. And this is the claim, and then you and I are going to try to suss out whether this is true or not. All right, so here you go. This is what I I heard this on a video just yesterday. There is no English word that starts with a D and ends with a Z. All right, now, the the clip was a funny one because at the end somebody said D's nuts, but... I was just about to say, what about D's? Yeah. (laughs) Those don't don't count. It has to be actual words. Uh, So so do you... uh, Do you... Can you think of a word that starts with a D and ends with a Z? 
No, I can't. There, it's it's hard to think of any word that ends with a Z, right? Because, uh, you know, Z ends words when you're talking about um, uh, pop culture and uh, branding that's like uh, crazy raisins or things like that. Sure. But, um, or people's names, like someone put Cameron Diaz, so Cameron Diaz, but that isn't Right, exactly. Pronouns and stuff, or not pronouns, but uh, proper na- proper names, uh, that sort of thing. But um, Chat room says dits. Yeah, Does dits a lot count? of foreign words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dits, dits is one. Oh, dits. Dits is, is in dits here. Not in, it's in here. Is that uh, an English word? Hold on. Dic- uh, dictionary.com says... Ditzy. Uh, slang, a scatterbrained, stupid, or simple-minded person. Does slang count? Yeah, but I don't think it's... I think ditzy... Ditzy is a real... Uh, all right, is it in... Uh, let's see if this is in Webster's. Ditz. Let's see. D-I-T-Z-Y. Yeah, ditzy. No problem. Yeah, that's an adjective. Ditzy. Uh, uh, and I think ditzy... I think ditz is really just a... Um, a slang shortening of ditzy. Yeah. Like basically turning it into a, um, to a noun. So it doesn't count. It is, it is in Merriam Webster though. Ditz is? Well, it's in yeah, all of them, it, but they, but they, they label it as slang though, right? Um, not in this one. Oh. Ditz, noun. Okay. Uh, maybe we did it then. Maybe that's it. I think we did it. Oh my gosh. Ditz. ditz. <laughs> AB Tech John, you I mean, win. You give, win, dude. I just put a link in our show notes. Click that. Are you if you're not seeing anything, I'm not seeing. I think. Uh, I think it's. I think maybe we found it. Yeah, we did. According to Miriam yeah. Merriam, uh, Merriam Webster, let's see how they say it. Dats. <laughs> Dats. 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 <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Miriam, that Miriam Webster, oh, she's funny. Miriam's always. Oh, their word of the day is quip. Listen to this. Quip. Ah, quip. Quip. Uh, yeah. This, according to this, it's a noun. And if Miriam Webster, I mean, what, what uh, English Oxford or somebody else, I don't know, can confirm this, I think we did it. It's dits. I think so too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there are only a few four-letter words that end with a Z. There's only dits is listed as a as a letter or as a word that ends with Z, but. Um, uh, but all of them are like foreign. Oh, there's a lot of science. Uh, gigahertz, megahertz, kilohertz. Oh, yeah, those all end with Z. Yeah, but is there a D in front of that? No, dig, there's dig, no like digahertz, uh, <laughs> di hertz or anything like that. Yeah, but uh, then but then a lot of Jewish things. Blintz. Yeah. Schmaltz. Yeah. Oh yeah, plenty uh, of Z words with kibitz. with the ending. I think this guy just thought no D's, but I I think we proved him wrong. The double Z is common, right? Like the buzz, fuzz. Yeah, two Z's. Um, fizz. But even then, what would be a D? What would be a D and then two Z's? Diz. Diz. Like that guy's so diz. He's so diz. <laughs> Son. <laughs> Y'all going to Diz World? Yeah. Sorry, what are we looking at? The decahertz. Decahertz is that a thing? Decahertz. A lot of people saying decahertz. Is that a real thing? It doesn't sound right. It doesn't well, sound right here. to me. Deca would be what? 10? 10 hertz? <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> 10 penis. hertz. Yeah. I found penis. Penis. Penis is in here. Penis. Yeah. What's, why does that person yeah. say it that way? Penis. Penis. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. uh, there you go. So if anyone ever asks you what? or challenges you with uh, find me a D word that ends in Z, you can tell them dits. You can just say dits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll be correct. Dits. Nicely done. 
Uh, also, I thought it'd be fun to share some interesting trivia with Brian. Ooh, I like this. Okay. Re- interesting trivia. Uh-huh. This is all about New Orleans because you're going to New Orleans, a uh, place right. I've been before. Some of this I didn't know. My wife lived about 30 minutes A place I've been here. before, too. I, you know, oh, I thought this was your first time. time there. I didn't know that. No, no. Tina's first time. But uh, uh, okay. Oh, no, no. We had... Um, that was common for trade shows at the company, the so- uh, sales software company I went to, which means... A lot of drunken evenings on Bourbon Street with with customers and clients, business people. Yeah, my Just, favorite. Here's one real quick. My favorite uh, little story from from New Orleans. Yeah, go. Uh, oh my God. Well, there's a couple. I wonder if I can tell that one. Uh, all right, I will tell that one. I will right. tell. There's a couple of these I will tell. Okay. So uh, <laughs> they'll make it really quick. Uh, so. I won't say who, but a couple salespeople that I'm friends with that I still know and talk to. One of them actually even listens to this show. Um, Whenever we would do traveling for trade shows and things like that, those two would always stay in a room together. Okay. And um, one night after a really late night on Bourbon Street, some drinking probably involved some hurricanes. um, We came back to our hotel rooms. He went into his... And I went into mine, and and he was he was going into the room that he shared with another salesperson, with his sales manager, to be uh, to to clarify. Oh, geez, all right. He uh, apparently, um, in his drunkenness, thought he was climbing into bed with his wife. Oh no, those aren't pillows. And even though there were two beds in the room, he started. He went over to the sales manager's bed, and was had his. Thumbs in his in the waistband of his boxers, about to pull them down. Ugh. And the sales manager heard him, looked over, like had his back to him, looked behind him, and said, "Can I help you?" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, don't say yes, please. Don't say yes. And woke, and woke him up, and, and uh, like, oh, sorry, 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 uh, sorry, getting into his bed. Oh my gosh, that was really dude. Funny one. Yeah, that's one you'll remember the next day at the. Uh the old office get together the breakfast right. coffee breakfast. and then same trip uh i was out on bourbon street with our ceo yeah and uh again both both of us holding plastic cups with hurricanes in them that you get like little slurpy hurricanes that you just get right there on the street and walk around with no no open carry issues in in new orleans no and uh um we bump into a client that we were trying to to get, and the CEO knew this, and CEO was friends with him, and or knew him, and said, "Oh man, we really need the sale." Client comes up, and the client is sober, and says, "Oh, hey, good to see you out here." My CEO goes into let's let's sell mode, but he's already had some to drink, so he's in like, "All right, let's. I want to sell. I want to get this client." So he takes his he takes his drink, and stealthily puts it oh good it's good that i'm wearing a, a pocketed button-up shirt today because oh, so good. the ceo is wearing a button-up yeah. shirt he takes his plastic cup with his hurricane in it and just drops it <laughs> into a shirt pocket it's a huge cup i mean it's like did it fit it's like this sort of thing where oh, it wow. didn't quite fit and it's yeah. <laughs> like it, a huge cup kind of stick so i there. that seems dangerous like it's gonna flip out very and- dangerous it didn't fall out or anything but it just was really kind of hard to take him seriously with that that huge cup sticking out of the front of his shirt pocket. Like, you know, like, oh, you know what? Let me put away the the uh, party and let's talk business. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had uh, your times in New Orleans are a lot more fun than mine. Mine were mostly <laughs> crackheads and trying to keep kids on the right streets. 
That's usually yeah, that. see, that's the tough thing. I don't. I can't imagine taking kids to to New Orleans. And it was that always a, that way because when we go down to visit Kim's family, all her siblings were yeah, younger then, and so they were all. We had a big throng of us. Everything was fine in the daytime on that end of town. But the minute you crossed one street too many or something, you were like, oh, man. And we always felt in charge because we were like the new married couple. And these yeah. kids these kids need, you know, their, her parents wouldn't go with us. They were like, ah, we well, hate I'm, New Orleans. So they wouldn't go. I'm hoping that uh, between J-Funktastic and Before Tank Girl and um, uh, I think Burninate reached out to me and said, yeah, Burninate is, oh, not Burninate. Um Somebody else reached out to me on Discord and said uh, that they're uh, Nolan's uh, local as well. Hopefully, they're going to keep me, keep Tina and I in the places that we don't get killed. It's a I good idea. They, they yeah, should, they probably should be, know. Should be just fine. They know all yeah. about where to keep you, uh, you, you, you suckers. Uh, so here's right, exactly. So here's yes, a let's get to trivia now. Yes. Do you know? <laughs> you know what they like to be called there? If you're a local there, what do you call them? Do you know that? I have it here. Oh, let's see if you know. What that um, is. You know, like we're Utahns, you guys are Coloradans. Right. What, what do they like to be called? Do they like, what is it, Nolans or something like that? Or um... They like to be called New Orleanians. New Orleanians, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what it says here. And I, right. you know, this according to some website I've never used before. So. It's, it feels so weird. It's like it's like pronouncing the foreign name of a country in that foreign tongue, like mm-hmm. like uh, that city in Northern Australia, Can, mm-hmm. which we'd all call Khan or Khan. Uh, yeah. Cans or something like that. Sure. Um, or Karens, I think it's Karens. We pronounce it Karens, C A I R N S. But uh, are we supposed to pronounce it Nolans, uh, even though that sounds like it's making fun of an accent? No, think, we're going to Nolans. I think we're. I think people maybe live there and have the accent do it. Um, I can't do it because it sounds like I'm making fun of it. So I just say New Orleans, and I think that's yeah. perfectly suitable. It's people who say New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah, exactly. That we yeah. need to kick out of all parties. They need to leave. Sure, most people. Sure. Uh, all right, check this out. Uh, the the total land size of New Orleans is 350.2 square miles. Okay. That's uh, for those using space points on the uh, other side of the uh, place. It's 901 square kilometers. Uh, that's smaller than I thought it would be. So that's news to me. 350 it's miles like, is not that much. It's not that much, but I mean that's um, that's the the MSA, the Metropolitan Statistical Area. So that doesn't you know that uh, that that doesn't include what they'd consider the New Orleans suburbs and things like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This just seems, I don't know. It just seems small to me. Yeah. Uh, did you know the game of poker originated in the city of New Orleans? Oh, yeah, I did not really. Yeah. As did the game of craps. It was named craps due to its original name of crapade, which is the French word for frog. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, this links Nobody's back to pronounce the- frog. Oh, it's just frog. <laughs> uh, this links back to the nickname. Many give the French frog eaters. So there's that. Oh, really? So that's a thing they don't like to be called frog yeah, eaters. They don't like to be. I don't think they do. Do they? Um, as far as I know. No, I don't know. As far as I know, no. They do like frogs. Uh, yeah. So I always thought those were both French, that poker and craps. I mean, French as opposed to French Creole. I always thought that they were both originated in France. Roulette originated in France. That and, makes um, sense. Roulette, very French. Baccarat, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I French, think. So. I think what happened is the French came here. Mm-hmm. Cleo's just yelling wrong, but we'll find out why in a second. <laughs> the French came here and they completely like just had a party. They just partied hardy down there and mm-hmm. made up this game and bam, there it is. Now gotcha. I haven't I have not done any kind of like you know, verification. Vetting, vetting or vetting, the article. Yeah. Or, yeah, sure. No, yeah. here on TMS, 
accuracy is secondary to we're just all having a party here all right uh this original streets of the city's french quarter are all named after french royalty and nobility did you know that no, didn't know that either. Yeah, so like, uh, I don't know what any of these are, but like... Uh, the, like St. Charles, I believe, and... Uh, it's probably a Louis Street or something. I forget. It's yeah, been so long. Um, uh, let me see here. That's interesting. So... Yeah. You mean there was a there was uh, somebody named 16th Avenue? Yeah, this uh, probably... Royalty? Royalty probably, named 16th Avenue? There was there a, Maybe there was somebody named something the 16th. Uh, probably just the 16th <laughs> Street. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, so Wilkinson, yeah, Char, oh, uh, uh, Chart, because I know it's like it's C H A R T R E S, and I don't think you pronounce Chartres Street or Dauphine Burgundy. Those are probably all nob- nobles or something. Noble, yeah. yeah, Royal. Oh, interesting. Royal Street. Well, oh yeah, that one. That one's just straight up. They the ran out though. on that one, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> Where's Noble Street? I'm sure that's in there. Uh, let's see. Canal yeah. Street was once the wi- widest street in the world, not just the country. Oh, it's pronounced uh, Canal. Okay, I thought it was pronounced Canal. All right, good. Good to know. Yeah, it's I, not Anal with a C. Glad I did not pronounce that one incorrectly when I was there. Yeah, Anal Street. Canal Street. Canal, canal Street. C Anal Street. Uh, C Anal Street. Um, <laughs> it was you once, probably can at certain times of the day. So Canal Street is one of the wi- once the widest street in the world, mainly due to the fact that, obviously, by its name, it was originally meant to be a location for a canal. So they dug it for a canal, kept it as a street. It's now one of the widest, still one of the widest streets of the world. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. How about this one? Uh, the Louisiana State Museum, which is in New Orleans, is home to the death mask of Napoleon Bonaparte. Ooh, the death mask. Yeah, you got to go see that. So that's what, when he's lying in state or something, they put the mask over him, and then when he's buried, they take it off and put it in a museum? Is that I how that works? Think, I'm not sure how No, death masks are, a, it's a plaster mold of your face. And so, oh, okay, yeah, all right. So they do that when, I don't I don't know how po- how common it was. I know in the I've 1800s it was mask. common. But uh, you'll wear like a death, so if you want to find somebody historic, like um, I think Abraham Lincoln, for example, let's see. Yeah. Abe Lincoln death mask. These That's are, funny. I've never this is yeah, I've never heard of these. Why they, have I never heard of these? They straight up yeah, they the, straight up freak me out, these things. There's the Lincoln thing. Huh. Yeah. It's weird, right? I've heard of Death Eater masks. Those are different, right? Very those different. Are, yeah. Are, okay. Yeah. Right. Historically accurate yet different. Why does this one smell like Helena Bonham Carter? <laughs> She's probably a lovely. She has a lovely smell. I bet she does. Yeah, yeah. I bet she. Uh, she strikes smells me like as, lavender. Yeah, she smells. <laughs> she smells of anti-aging. Is what she smells like. She, she smells she, like incense and lavender. I'm sure she doesn't age. That that woman. Um, all right. Here's a couple more. Oh, um, okay. No oh, base. Napoleon one is crazy. Oh, I haven't seen. Let me look at it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you. I'm going to put a link in the. Uh, here we go. Let's see. Copy image. I'm going to put it in our Discord, and you can look at it there. Oh, it looks like. Uh, weird. Yeah. Weird. Doesn't look like any of the Napoleon actors that we've been given our entire life. The the dude from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure did not look like this. He's very smooth and convincing. Look at him. (laughs) He's like... Yes. Wow! Exactly. Yes. Okay. Kind of a handsome, yeah. uh, handsome face. What, you know? Why does Napoleon look like the lead singer of Midnight Oil? Right. Right. I wish we kind of did these for all of us now. You know, I want a death mask. Someone do do me one when I die. I don't have a problem with it. Sure. How, how do me one when I'm alive. I, I'd, I'd rather just have a a bust. What are those called? Life bust or life, you want a life bust? Okay. I want Wait. a life bust? Okay. I do. I really do. Actually. Okay. I'm fine with that. Hey, when does I want to be able to like uh you know use it for modeling 3D print 
Borg pieces to stick on my face or something. I don't know. How old was he when he died? He was awfully young looking in that mask. So I just want to see how old he is. Let's see. He lived from 1769 to 1821. Help me with the math. Uh, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. I can't find his death. Oh, here we go. He was only 51, Brian. Oh, where'd Brian go? I didn't notice. I didn't notice Brian disappeared. <laughs> Sorry. I was getting my death mask. I found it. Oh, it's you right found here. it. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put that on. Yeah. Put that in the museum. <laughs> Here's my death mask. <laughs> uh, you guys at home who can't see it, Brian's uh, yeah. Ibit face. I have that... one of the Ibit bomb, full-size Ibit bomb masks that, uh, oh, this is even funnier. Like, if I just do this the whole show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, hi. Yeah, How do you that. doing? Oh, yeah. I could... <laughs> I could fake that, but it's better if you had a physical one. That's awesome. <laughs> it's way better. Yeah, it's uh, really good. Yeah, Cleo before Tank Girl had these printed up and held them up during uh, TMS one year. Very nice. Uh, check this out. The city motto of New Orleans. Oh. Uh, translates. It's in are French. You, are you going to finish that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it tra- in French, it's a French phrase, but I'm not going to say the French phrase. I can't do it right. No, I meant I meant is the motto of New Orleans, are you going to finish that? Oh, oh, you mean that's the motto. Got it. Oh, sorry. That's the motto. Yeah, yeah. That's how much sleep I had. All right. Uh, it's let the good times roll. Oh, of course it is. Uh-huh. That, that, wow. Yeah, yeah. In 2017, over 17 million visitors came to New Orleans. Uh, oh, con- wow. Contributed eight billion dollars to the local economy. Jeez, was the um, was the Super Bowl held there? I'm sorry. Was the big game held there that year? I don't think so, but I don't see anything here. Um, okay. If you live there, you often refer to it as NOLA. If you're local, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. That's cool. New Orleans, Louisiana, N O L A. Yeah, it's the Big Easy, and do you know why it's the Big Easy? Because uh, it's big and easy, but also... I was going to say, when I'm there, it's <coughs> definitely going to be the Big Easy. They uh, they named it that because the Big Apple name, uh, they wanted something that kind of countered New York's nickname really? at the time. Yeah. And, it, so and New- Big Easy was... Uh, yeah, the Big Easy. Because like- the Big Apple's like, ah, the place you go to get it done. You're going to make her life in New York. Let's go to New York. Anybody can make it here kind of thing. And then New Orleans, you're yeah. like, nah, just come down here and party and relax. and Take it easy. I got you. Okay, I was thinking is like comparing apples to easies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever compare an apple to an easy. Yeah. Uh, the fir- the world's first movie theater uh, was in New Orleans. The Vitus- wow. Vitascope Hall, it was called. So that's kind of <laughs> cool. And now my favorite one to finish us out. Dental floss was invented in New Orleans. Really? Yeah. Okay. Dental floss and craps. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, <clears throat> dentist <laughs> Levi Spear Parmley uh, invented the, the dental floss. So well done. Wow. There's a bunch of spooky stuff too, but it's all bull crap. So I'm not going to read those. Yeah. We're going to we're going to Muriel's, which apparently is a haunted restaurant. Ooh. What, haunted I, by high prices. Uh, I get it. That's good. No, but really, seriously, it's supposed to be haunted. <laughs> what's a haunted by? Like uh, somebody significant or what's the deal? Uh, some Karen that wants to still talk to the manager, oh, I guess. Oh, man. They never leave. Uh, what is it? Let me see what it would do. Uh, let's even, see. Muriel's even in Jackson death. Square. Even in death, they don't um, Those people. For many decades, blah, 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 blah. Um, Claude Trepanier. Mm, what's his deal? I don't know if it was he. I don't know if he's the deal. There is a long. It's, I'm not going to read all this. Yeah, don't read. Good all Lord, that. just give me a really quick. Why is Muriel's? Oh, so, okay. One of the most haunted restaurants in New Orleans. Um, why? <laughs> yeah, why? 
That's what we uh, want to know. Revolves around one of the past owners of the building in which Muriel's resides. Pierre Antoine Lepardi Jourdan bought the property sometime after one of New Orleans' huge fires. Um, he stepped in, bought the damaged property, set forth restoring the home to its former glory. He was proud of his home. He could communicate with the ghost of uh, Jordan. Um, he with the lovey. Okay, so it's really just the previous owner loved the game and or loved the loved the restaurant. He also uh, lost a lot of poker games there, mm. um, but he loves the place, so that's why he still haunts it. Oh, so because he just can't give it up. I get it. Jordan. Uh, well done, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, give me my Mingo phone. <laughs> Oh, that thing will never leave our memory. No, never, never. Uh, quick note, uh, programming note, sort of. Uh, we're we're working on it, but uh, it looks like the weekend we chose for our TMS getaway in Vegas is a little weird. They're doing the NFL draft there that weekend, and they now have an NFL team, which means hotel rooms are like $300 for the cheapest things. And for a night. For like a night. Just Thursday night, 300 bucks. So, yeah, yeah. So ridiculous. We're, we're in the process of figuring out a different weekend. It'll probably, it, it probably will just stay in... I may not even be a weekend. It'll stay in April. We might just move it to weekdays, which would be a lot cheaper. A whole lot cheaper. Um, yeah. And we um, could do like Tuesday through Thursday or something or Monday through right, Thursday exactly. or something. Yeah. We'd be out of there before the, the crowds start coming in. Not And it's not just the prices that would be an issue, but also be the crowds. You know, we don't want to have to deal with a bunch yeah. of a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, we want to. For many reasons. For lots of reasons. Forget about COVID for a minute. When, when, when there's a giant thing happening in Vegas- and that happens mm-hmm. more now that they have an NFL team and an NHL team, for that matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just avoid that place on those game nights, unless you're going there for the game. <laughs> but it's a nightmare. Well, just yeah, just go to. Uh, I mean, just don't go uh, to the strip during the hockey games or the football games. The downtown totally fine. Yeah, downtown's the usually fine. Stadiums are far away from that. That's true. So um, the the most important thing to take away from this is go to the TMS Discord. Uh, the Frog Pants Discord and uh, find the TMS Vegas channel. That's where a lot of the discussion and planning is going to be. So, yep, yep. If um, you're planning on going, go. Uh, the the way to do this would be to check the well to get to the Discord. It's super easy. Just go to frogpants.com/tms. All the links are there. And um, Brian's right. That's going to be the best place for sort of coordination of all this. Um, but I know there's a couple of people like I know Will Harris in uh, the UK is making a plan to be here. I talked to Justin mm-hmm. and he thought it's the perfect weekend because I guess they're also doing that ice cream social thing that weekend but i don't think he knew about this oh but he didn't because but if we did it earlier that week it may still land well for everybody so we'll we'll figure it out Um, exactly well let's all get in there and and, uh, make sure tom can make it and of course cleo and uh, since that's a special thing going on there for her so yeah we'll figure it all out but um the best place i'm not going to do updates here unless they're big updates Uh, obviously once we get a date squared uh, squared away uh, we'll talk about it here on the show, but for all the other details, just head on over to the Discord and, and stuff will be there. Yeah. And for those at home going, wait a minute, are we in a pandemic? No, we know. We're planning ahead. We know it's a ways off. We're, we're, we're giving ourselves some breathing room here, literally. Yeah. Uh, the goal is by then, hopefully things Tucker are a little Carlson, better. Tucker Carlson told me that Omicron will be over um, by the end of March. Oh, did so, he? Oh, well, he yeah. told me I'm supposed so, to have the hots for a green m M&M. and I didn't understand no, that. No, you don't. I mean, those high heels, come on. I mean, they're pretty Who hot. doesn't want to screw a sexy librarian piece of candy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'll make the rounds in our next mashup. I'm excited. <laughs> She's Louise. All right. Uh, well, there you go. We'll let you know more as we know it, and uh, we'd love to have your voice in it. Let's do some yes. freaking news. 
that's right. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by Tom Norman from the chat and Patreon says, I'm a web developer, author, and podcaster. I do a weekly D&D stream, battle map creating, or battle map creating, sound like he actually fought creating maps, oh. and some games at twitch.tv slash Tom M. Norm. That's T-O-M-M-N-O-R-M. I'm also coming out with my new book in the next month or two. Everything can be viewed at ShafenCreative.com. That's S-C-H-A-F-F-E-N Creative.com. Love the show, though. Thank you, Tom. He's in the chat today. Hi, Tom. He is. Hi, Tom. What's up, buddy? All right. Let's get into this couple news stories here today, Brian. Some important stuff happened overnight. Yes. Uh... After more than 70 years, this didn't happen overnight. <laughs> this was a while ago. Uh, the FDA, the Federal Drug and uh, Food and Drug Administration, is dropping its regulation for French dressing. Or, or as this headline says, dressing. Dressing. Yeah. Some dressing. French, French dressing. Dressing. Or French dressing. Yeah, you could go either way. Sure. Uh, after more than 70 years, the federal government decided that French dressing is no longer in need of regulation. Quote, when the standard of identity was established in 1950, French dressing was one of uh, three types of dressings we identified, the Food and Drug Administration said in the final rule posted to the federal registry on, or register rather, on Thursday. Uh, the other two were mayonnaise and just plain old quote unquote salad dressing. Okay. Whatever the hell that means. Uh, French dressing is the only pourable dressing required to adhere to standards that require it to, uh, it to contain oil, acidifying ingredients, and seasoning. Other foods, including bread, jam, and juices, have their own standards of identity. Uh, when it comes to French dressing, many consumers expect red or red-orange color and tomato or tomato-derived elements, none of which are required under the standards. Uh, the Association for Dressing and Sauces. This is a real thing, by the way. The, I know. The, What's, what surprises me is, if uh, without reading the uh, article, I would have said, "Oh, like I would have assumed that they had to. It had to come from France. The right. recipe had to come from France." <laughs> right. No, it That's what matter. I thought. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. This is what you call a lot of red tape for nothing. Um, let's see. The Association for Dressing and Sauces, which is a group I really want to attend their next meeting. They sound amazing. Uh, it's an industry group founded in 1926. Good lord. Uh, they petitioned for the standards to be revoked in 1998, citing the explosion of varieties of salad dressings available, among them ranch, cheese, peppercorn, and Italian. Uh, French dressing is no longer a baseline for other dressings and has become marginalized, said that association. So they finally got their wish. In 2022, okay. it took this long, but no longer do they have to adhere to whatever strict rule they have for French dressing. They can go nuts with it. So. Do you think the um, the the association for uh, dressing and sauces when they hold their meetings? Do you think they hold it in a ranch? Oh my gosh! I don't know if I'm allowed to keep doing the show after that one. That's really. Thank you. I'll be here all night. That's a, ru- that a rough one. Uh, no, I yeah. Know. I, Sorry. That's I what they should know. do. No matter what they should do, everything should be dressing and sauce related. Don't you for think? Sure. Yes, exactly. So I actually agree yes. with you. They should they should have their meetings in like a <laughs> ranch. God says, oh yeah, I should hold it in the Hidden Valley. Yeah, the Hidden Valley. <laughs> exactly. Damn straight. They should have um, uh, yeah. all. All. Uh, let's see. Uh, what, what else could you have? I know. I'm like trying going through them really quickly. See what else I could. Uh, Thinking come up of, with what's uh, a blue cheese. Uh, have a Russian guy. Everything else is like Italian or blue cheese or what's the Russian yeah. stuff called? It's not always called Russian. Oh yeah, uh, there's one that's like what? Uh, well, it is called Russian dressing. There's like a catamaran, not catamaran. What is it? It's like kata, kata, kata. 
Wasn't Thousand Cat- Island Catalina? The, Catalina it? dressing. Oh, Catalina. I thought Catalina was French. It was the other term for the French dressing. No? Do I have that wrong? I thought those were separate. They could um, be. They could be. Um, oh, I'm... Yeah, this is... Because I think... Because I'm pretty sure that uh, Russian dressing is also Thousand Island. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. Um... Catalina, a trademark name for a specific product dressing, is essentially ketchup, oil, vinegar, various spices, and sweeteners. French dressing is a too sweet vinaigrette with paprika added for color. Okay. So that clears that up. Thousand Island is what? Hold on. Thousand Island is a white dressing? No, it's oh. that pink goo. Is isn't it pink? It? Oh, yeah, right. It's uh, what some people use for fry sauce. Yeah, and isn't it also. Mayonnaise, olive oil, lemon juice, orange juice, paprika, uh, what's this here sauce, mustard, vinegar, cream, chili sauce, tomato, puree, and ketchup. Okay. Or Tabasco. Or Tabasco, yeah. And yes, I said, what's this here sauce? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you did. Because as you hold that up and say, what's this here sauce? Now, Russian dressing. Oh, that's why I'm not crazy. Here it is. Russian dressing yeah. is very similar to Thousand Island. Uh, most oh, manufacturers. Really? Russian and Thousand Island. Yeah, okay. so sometimes they omit the mayonnaise to make it less creamy, but uh, I, I knew it was close. Yeah, that looks almost the same. But also, that originated here in the United States. It's not actually Russian. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. Uh, all right. Excellent. There's also a movie called Russian Dressing. No thanks. I don't want to see it. Let's move on to the next story. <laughs> okay. Hey, Brian, you want to be more attractive? I do. Do you? Sure. Who doesn't? Uh, nobody doesn't. Uh, maybe Steve Buscemi. <laughs> it would hurt his brand to be. To be <laughs> it kind of would, yeah. right? Yeah. He needs to look like he looks. Uh, so here's the, <laughs> here's the deal. Wearing a facial mask or a surgical mask, I should say, uh, make you look more attractive according to a new study. I promise. I think that absolutely 100% is true. Oh, you do? All right. Well, let's see what the study says, and then you tell me how the... Because it sounds like you've got empirical evidence that uh, that it's true regardless of the study, so I want to hear that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Face masks can make you more attractive, according to a research from Cardiff University. Um, Images of men wearing blue surgical face masks were perceived as being more appealing or most appealing. Uh, This is uh, from a dude named Dr. Michael Lewis. He is... uh, it says reader at Cardiff University. I don't know what a reader is. I don't either. Some, I guess he just goes to Cardiff University with a good book. He reads. reads. Yeah, he just reads yeah. there. Yeah, I'm know. a reader. Yeah. Sure, why not? Kind of a reader. He likes a good Maybe book. Maybe he's easy reader. He could be. <laughs> uh, says, what we found that is, or sorry, what we found is that in the past when people put on a surgical mask, this cues people into thinking there's disease present and that will make people judge the face as being less attractive. But what happens now when people see someone with a mask, they no longer be—they uh, are no longer being cued that there is a disease here. Uh, but what they are doing is seeing people as being more attractive. Okay, forty-three women were asked to rate attractiveness. So this is all women being asked of images okay. of males wearing masks and without masks, uh, mm-hmm. wearing a plain cloth mask, wearing a blue surgical mask, and then covering their face with a book. That makes you a reader as well. My understanding. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, Lewis says the sample size was large enough to draw some conclusions. The experiment took place uh, February twentieth and twenty first when there was. Uh, uh, let's see, and they uh, let's see. Currently, uh, the UK face mask mandate was happening, so there was that was going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to find the actual results here. I didn't put them in right. Uh, <laughs> I like that it's a huge sample size of forty three women. Yeah. <laughs> He claim they claim that's enough, but you never, you know, you don't. Yeah, no, I think, but I still think it's true because, and here's my theory on it. Okay, give me your theory. 
it hasn't really come up, is that um, when you can't see the rest of the face, you basically, your mind fills in what you think the face looks like based on the top half. And it's always going to pick the ideal bottom half of the face based on the top half. Your mind just does that. It does that with anything. Like if you're shown something that's hidden, your mind fills in whatever you can't see with the ideal. I, I can see that. Is that why I think every ninja is good looking? Because the only, <laughs> all they show is this. Well, those hot ninjas. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I really do. When I see a ninja, I just assume there's a very good looking yeah, Asian like, person. Uh, they all there. look like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme mm-hmm. under those uh, ninja. Uh, Ryan Reynolds under those ninja uh, faces. Sure. <laughs> I, don't know, I wasn't thinking of Ryan Reynolds, but sure. That's fine. I was thinking more like an attractive I'm Asian person. I'm always thinking of Ryan Reynolds, yeah, Scott. He's, he's on your mind now. Right He's now. dreamy. Yeah. He is pretty dreamy. Um, yeah, let's and see. so sensitive. <laughs> like if if you're... Okay, it says something about George Clooney. So what we'd expect is if we had George Clooney or someone as attractive as George Clooney, yeah. uh, you look at the top of the face and you're right, they fill in the gaps. That's exactly what he says at the bottom of the this, this study. Oh, so you, really? So it does... Okay. That's so, funny. It, like it took him a long time to get to that because I, I, I did not read this article before no i think you're right i think you're just dead on my garbage you're just dead on that's just you're exactly right about how it worked i think what we need to do is is like a test right where we Mm -hmm. take actors and cover the bottom of their faces and and then just kind of see if what we perceive is better looking than when we take the mask does does it have to be it has to be somebody we don't know though right or else we're oh yeah it kind of does have to be someone we don't know that's that's true yeah so we just need to find some faces and then both handsome and ugly not ugly but you know yeah terry z in chicago by the way happy birthday terry z uh says uh because i think today is your actual birthday says so if you put a mask on prince charles your brain would make his face look attractive if you didn't recognize him as being prince charles and fill in what you know about prince charles's face then i say yes yeah probably you would fill in based on what you see what's not there and it would be the ideal version of what's not there yeah exactly but you'd have to not already have the image of prince charles in your head so we, it would yeah. have to not be famous people, I guess, is, is the point. Right. There's, you know, there, I'll, I'll say this. There's a, a restaurant I go to locally for breakfast. I go out for breakfast on Fridays, every Friday, without fail, go mm. out to breakfast. Yeah. And But I, pay, I have like five or six different places I go. And one of the places is a local diner called First Watch. And there's um, frequently a, a, a do, a, two people at the hostess stand, both of whom... I think must be really attractive under their masks. Ah. And, and, um, uh, there's a, 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 a woman with long brown hair, uh, always has a pulled back. And I just see the top half of her face and she does really like, she's great with her eye makeup. Yeah. And then there's a dude with like, um, uh, greatest American hero, kind of blonde, curly hair, the, 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 the fro, the, yeah. the blonde fro. Yeah. And then, Halfway through the pandemic, when things were starting to relax, I saw them both without their masks, and I said, "Oh, wow! Neither of them look, look like, as good as I imagined." As you imagine, yeah, you were in the test and didn't know it. So well I was done. in the test and didn't know it. So yep. uh, you were the yeah. Arvada uh, control group. That's what you were. You just didn't exactly. know exactly. Yeah, I'm, when I say local, uh, first watch being local, I'm not saying. I'm just saying it's close to me. I'm not saying it's a mom and pop place that's. <laughs> oh right. yeah, I'd never heard of. I it, know though. they're. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. they're great. They're yeah. uh, uh, on the healthier side, right? So they have uh, 
um, greens bowls and and acai bowls and things like that. And then they do also have like chocolate chip pancakes and chorizo poutine and stuff like that. That so, sounds really good. Oh, it was all really good. Gosh yeah. dang it. I want to, I should do, I like your Thursday thing or Friday thing. I have shows Friday in the morning. morning. Yeah, I screwed up. I got to quit having shows in the morning on Friday. That's my problem. I got to like, uh, hey, instant. Sorry, you're done. Yeah, Goodbye. Yeah. Can't. Who wants to talk about video games in the morning I on know. a Friday? Scott? I know. Come I on. know. Right? I don't want to do Silly. that. I want to put a Silly. pancake in my face. That's what I want to do. Yeah. But I'm usually uh, there and gone for breakfast by like 7 45 8 o'clock like i go early and i get out of there early to beat the rush and um so i'd be done before you know you'd be done before in the instance i can't eat that early though oh right right the the time fasting it's not even that i just can't i just don't like eating early in the morning just can't Mm. do food too early i don't know why i gotta if i eat before 10 it's weird for me oh really wow yeah isn't that weird That is weird. Like the intermittent so fasting thing actually is kind of just me and my normal, like 11 o'clock. That's about when I eat 11, 1130. So yeah. I don't know. It keeps me from, I guess it keeps me from eating three giant meals a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I usually <laughs> yeah. eat two. So. I actually tend, lately I've been tending to do the um, uh, big breakfast, like on Fridays, I'll do a bigger breakfast, salad for lunch, small dinner mm-hmm. um and and then even during the week i still try and put all my if i'm going to have a lot of calories or if i'm going to do bigger meals i do them for breakfast or lunch and still try to do a light dinner because i don't want to uh i don't want to just pig out when i'm going to be laying in bed in a few hours and yeah that's the worst <laughs> yeah you got to do uh you do the, you do the carbs in the morning and you and you mm-hmm. do the the proteins at night the grains the proteins the grains and the greens at night yeah yep. Get that in there, baby. Terry Z in Chicago. You're 75. You only eat one meal per day? Terry Z. Terry Z. And, and it begins that with, wow, I only eat one meal per day. Like, like uh, you guys are all crazy. I well, only eat one meal per day. Yeah, but look at him. 75, kicking it, True. doing great. Doing something right. Yeah. yeah good point. Maybe good I need point. to eat like Terry Z <laughs> heading into my yes. next few couple decades. Uh, Terry Z, yeah. I, only eat, I only eat one meal per hour. There you go. That's, yeah. that's my rule. Yeah, my problem is I eat too much. I snack too much. I've been better at it lately, but my my snack problem is a problem. I, I snack too much. Even sometimes it's healthy yeah. shit. It's like I got these awesome uh, organic dry roasted salted cashews, and I'm supposed to just eat a few, but before I know it, I've eaten too many. I always do it. It's because you bring the whole bag down. Get I know. yourself a set of little ceramic bowls and never bring bags of food to your office. Just, just pour some into a little ceramic bowl. You've got to do that. That's yeah, like you're totally right. Just a you know, once again, self control, right? Self uh right. portion control. Portion control. And you gotta have a better ability to control your damn self. Yeah. All right. Here's a uh here's a here's a fun one for you. We talked about okay. monkeys yesterday. We the monkeys are all we over did. the news lately. We got a lot of monkey news and here's all one. monkeys all the time. That's right. Uh all one hundred lab monkeys have now been accounted for after a whole bunch of them escaped uh, because of a crash. It was like one of those movies where a, a prison truck crashes and all the inmates get yeah. out. It's like oh, that. Oh, God. This whole thing sounds like a horror movie. Like, oh, my God. the uh, We've got 99 of the 100 monkeys. Mm-hmm. One monkey's still out there, and he turns out to be the one that's got the uh, infectious radioactive superpowers disease or something like that. To be honest, I'm rooting for the monkeys, if I'm honest. <laughs> 
I kind of like. We I, all saw ET. We know how this goes. Yeah, I don't like lab lab monkeys. They have a rough. They have a rough go of it. Um, yeah. Anyway, the last of the escaped monkeys from a crash of a truck towing a trailer load of a hundred of these animals was accounted for late Saturday, uh, a day after a pickup collided with the dump truck on a Pennsylvania highway. That's the that's American vampires live in Pennsylvania. I don't know if you know yep, that. Yep, yep. So, right on the Pennsylvania Highway. Yeah, they're right there. Several monkeys had escaped following Friday's collision, uh, according to Pennsylvania State Police, but only one had remained unaccounted for as of Saturday morning, prompting the Penn Game Commission and other uh, agencies to launch a search for it amid the frigid weather they're currently having. Uh, Kristen Nordlund, a uh, spokesperson with the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, said in an email Saturday evening that all 100... Semongulus, semolgus, sin. Sorry, cinemolgus, macaques. Cinemolgus. They're all macaques. Macaques. Yeah. Yay! More, more macaques. More macaque talk. Yeah. A doctor says, "Where does it hurt?" Macaque. Just kidding. Sorry. If they tried to stop the monkeys, they would have been macaque blocking. Yeah. Oh, geez, Louisa. That's actually the true. Uh, They've all been accounted for. Three were dead. Uh, they were they were euthanized, which pisses me off. Uh, anyway, the email did not elaborate why the three were euthanized or how all came to be uh, accounted for, but uh, said the euthanized ones were done so humanely uh, by clobbering over the head with a bat. Just kidding, that didn't happen. I made that part up. <laughs> uh, did they see the monkey that was uh, driving the uh, the dump truck that uh, collided to get yeah. the, to free the monkeys? It's <laughs> <laughs> the first one they euthanized. They're like, "You bastard! You were driving that right. truck. It wasn't exactly. me. It wasn't me." <laughs> uh, the collision happened on Friday, and the worry was that these monkeys might be full of some drugs or some weird, you know, infectious anything. Yeah. And so, yeah. but they they assured everybody a that they aren't, b that they're all accounted for. So now everything's fine. So don't worry about your monkeys. Everything's fine, you guys. Uh, it's all fine. Final story in the in the wake of the death of Meatloaf. Meatloaf says Prince Andrew. You know, Prince Andrew is the one that's kind of in trouble for all the. Yeah, all the stuff with Jeff. Uh, uh, what's his name? Elaine uh, Maxwell and Jeff Epstein. Jeff Epstein. There you go. He's uh-huh. tied up with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he says Meatloaf said in an interview that they just unearthed this interview that said that Prince Andrew once tried to push him into a moat after he caught Sarah Ferguson quote paying attention to him unquote. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, rock star and actor who died on Thursday at age seventy four. He was an actor. What was he in? What oh, is, are you kidding me? Well, I don't. I, don't, uh, I really don't know. Little movies he? like Fight Club, Rocky Horror Picture Show, that great Steve Martin movie with a uh, uh, leap of faith, oh, where he's the, uh, he was a I think he's the bus driver in the Spice Girls movie. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. I actually I f- like his acting more than his uh, his singing. Completely forgot about um, yeah. Fight Club. Him being in there, I should know Tenacious that. Tenacious D. They keep saying what tenacious. Well, see, there's a couple people, Dice to me on a bad poor, saying Tenacious D. They're confusing him uh, with somebody. Are they thinking Jack Black? <laughs> yeah. There was no Tenacious D movie that he would have been in, right? Or did he guess singing it or something? Oh, he was uh, he was JB's dad. Really? Oh, man, I forgot about that. Jack Black's dad was played by uh, Meatloaf. I don't oh. remember that. I don't remember in that Pick either. Pick of Destiny or whatever it was called, the Tenacious D and the oh, Pick I of never, Destiny? I never saw that. His name was Robert Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, was that really his name? Robert Paulson was his name? Was that his real name? Who's, who's, whose name? Not Meatloaf's What's real Meatloaf's, name. What's Meatloaf's real name? 
Do you know it? It's Marvin Marvin a day. He later changed it to Michael a day because um, kids were making fun of how fat he was in school at the time when Levi's had a commercial that said, "Poor Marvin, he's too fat to fit in Levi's." Oh. So he he actually did go to the courthouse at 11 years old or something and legally change his name to Michael. I respect that. Yeah, I respect it. Well, anyway, he says that uh, uh, he was pushed into or attempted to push into a moat by Prince Andrew because of this attention. The singer and actor, whose real name, oh, it's right here, Marvin Lee Ade, uh, <laughs> participated in the 1987 television uh, charity tournament, It's a Royal Knockout, filmed in Elton Towers. That's what he was doing there. Uh, members of the royal family competed in teams, kind of like, you know, family feud style, uh, alongside ce- celebrities such as John Travolta, Sheena Easton, really? uh-huh, Cliff Richard, and John Cleese in a bid to raise money for uh, charity. <laughs> Uh, they had to get a Brit in there. Um, let's see. In a 2003 yeah. interview with The Guardian, Meatloaf said it was great fun. He had a great time, but joked that the Queen hates me. He revealed that he caught the attention of Sarah Ferguson, Prince Andrew's uh, wife, prior to their divorce. Fergie wasn't exactly flirting with me, but she was paying attention to me, he said. And I think Andrew got a little, I could be wrong. I'm just reading into this, but he got a little jealous. Anyway, he tried to push me in the water. He tried to push me in the moat, unquote. There you uh, go. That's crazy. I yep. know you don't... Uh you don't watch a lot of uh, reality television, especially reality television hosted by our former reality television host in chief. Um, but when Meatloaf was on The Apprentice and fought with Gary Busey over paints and sponges, it was some of the best television ever. So this is funny. I have I never watched a single episode of The Apprentice or most yeah. reality TV, but yeah. I remember someone you showed me clip? that interaction. Yeah. It's like some kind of YouTube video or something of that fight. And now that you've uh, said it was for The Apprentice, that's actually news to me. I didn't know it had anything to do with that. I thought it was yeah, just... Yeah, well, here's, a, here's a link if you'd like. Uh, yeah, it's, let's, it's, let's uh, revisit it. Let's revisit it's it. audio muted out, so... That's fine. That's... All right, I'm going to hit the thing here. Okay, here we go. Uh, skip yeah. Here. here we go. Um, let's see. Started about... That ain't good, dude. So there's okay, one. started about uh, three minutes and seven seconds. Three minutes, seven Gary, seconds. Did you buy this paint right here? Yeah. Why? Okay. I'll come get you. I'll come get you. He didn't buy all this. Those okay. big brushes. This is stuff you picked out. Yeah, I know when I. Busey was on that show, I guess, huh? <laughs> I bought sponges. I bought a spray paint. I had my. We can also bag. go right back down there and grab some more stuff. But you just don't assume, and you ask. Dude. Meatloaf's pissed. Meatloaf is, he goes from zero to a hundred in like. Ooh, it looks like they're going to just go down. Does this look like it? And then Busey just standing there taking it? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) How bad is it when uh, Gary Busey seems like the the sane one? Yeah, I (laughs) I don't think that's good. I think that's bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, our uh, guests will be here. We'll talk to Bill first, and we'll uh, get a little science in with Bobby. So stick around for all of that. Before that, though, we need a song. Brian, you got a song? Yeah. Let's go to Austin. A singer named uh, Scott Strickland is releasing a brand new single called L.A. This is the first single from his debut self-titled album, which is going to come out Friday, April 29th, uh, courtesy of Smith Music. This is the first album that he's released since his 2015 EP, Fly to the Sun. So it's been a while for him, and we're glad to have him back. Um, He is, uh, uh, let's see, getting ready to do an album release show in Austin. Um, 
He says that these little songs are flares, fragments of what my life used to be as I pursue onward with my pursuit of what is good and true in the world. So here is Scott Strickland and his first single from his brand new album, L.A. Singing that you want to go back to L.A. Singing that you want to quit your jobs and it drives you crazy. Taking everything that I gave you away Even all of the hearts, all the cards, all the letters on your birthday You could have had me in the summertime Wind blows and the breeze is fine California sky getting high on a Saturday afternoon Saying that you want to go back to L.A. Start over Tell me all about the shit you did that day Look at me and said I'm lying With a straight face Lord knows that I did wrong Did a bad thing Some bad things you just know That you can't erase But you still could have had me in autumn When the leaves turn Campfire in the wood burns Texas orange sky getting high all afternoon Saying that you want to go back to L.A. It's not over You can take it as you need it Take your time in L.A. I'll be here when you need Take me for any day But it never rains in L.A. Coffee is hard to come by, especially if you have, you know, your own preferences. What do you like? What kind of brew do you prefer? prefer? Well, <clears throat> let's talk about that for a second. 90% of coffee from the grocery store is actually stale. You heard that right. You know, the coffee that you think you know and love. Well, it needs an upgrade. Instead of rebuying the same old thing, let Trade Coffee send you something freshly roasted that you can literally... Say it's your favorite thing again and and believe it. Trade sells the freshest 
and most ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you as often as you like, and it's whole or ground, whatever you like. Whether you're a coffee nerd, I know some of those people, or just want a better daily cup in the morning, Trades Real Coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use tech to make sure that your ideal coffee is based on your preferences and your brewing method. Uh, they've been featured in the New York Times, Wire, GQ, and have delivered over 5 million bags of coffee. That is a lot of coffee. Take the coffee quiz to get started. Trade Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll replace it for free. <clears throat> I'm uh, a little blown away by the test. I took the test. It was super uh, simple, fast, easy. And it just kind of narrowed me down to what I might like the most. And I'm not even that big of a... I don't have that big a taste for coffee normally. But what they sent was really good. It kind of turned me around. So I recommend you guys check these out. For our listeners, right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drink trade.com slash TMS. That's drinktrade.com slash TMS. To get started, take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash TMS and start your journey to your perfect cup. Once again, that is drinktrade.com slash TMS for $20 off your first three bags. I mean, you're in an independent Baptist church and you got a King James Bible in your hand and you got a contemporary liberal hairdo. What in the world is wrong with you? Hello. We are going for a little walk, so let us not waste any time. The Morning Stream, Space Rock. We returned. Tell me that song again so I don't forget it. You, you bet. The song is called L.A. It's by Scott Strickland. His brand new album is coming out at the end of April. That is great news. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's great news. It is great news. All right. Bill incoming. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Punish Props own Builder in. Heading in. Uh, all, all guns blazing. All fires set. Uh, mm. Got to play wow. his. Okay. Oh, I found it. I, I I found a clip. Or, well, I played it earlier. But should we make this the clip? Or Bill comes in. Let me play this real quick. Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I haven't decided. I feel like maybe I maybe think, not. I think Bill needs to decide that one. I don't think we can decide <laughs> that for Bill. What do you think, Bill? You like your new intro? What do you think, there, bud? I'm not, I don't know how on brand that is for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Bill, the roles are switched. Bill would be more likely to say, eat shit and live someone else. Yeah. It's yeah. it's Bill who's the problem. And I think that was right. a clip from exactly. the movie, not The Razor's Edge. What's the one where um, uh, Tom Cruise and everyone's in it. It's a long time Outsiders? ago. Outsiders. Outsiders. I think that was it. Yeah. The Outsiders, right? Outs- uh, no. The Stephen Outsiders. King book's called The no, Outsiders. No, the something well, no, no, no. The Outsiders is the one that's based on the book. It's got um, Sleepaway, Sleepaway Camp? No, really? can't be. Right? No, Outsiders had what? C. Thomas Howell and Patrick Swayze and... Um, <laughs> yeah. Outsiders? Yeah. Oh, that's it. Outsiders. Yeah. yeah. They weren't greasers, Bob. Bobby. <laughs> greasers. What are you, you got like three decades wrong on that. That is not what they were. They were just punk kids like gangsters, <laughs> but they weren't greasers. 
<laughs> You're thinking of the hey, wrong it's all, thing. It's all fine. It's all fine. All right. Well, on that, uh, for that, okay, then this. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. It remains for now. Bill's here. He is from PunishProps.com, and he joins us like he does every Tuesday. We're here talking about makers and making things and props and stuff. Bill, I have a follow-up for you before we get oh, going. Sweet. Yeah, last week we talked about what uh, which of your props you would use to defend your home. <laughs> and uh, had a whole discussion about that. And uh, this guy wrote in named Kent G. Uh, he said, what does that remind me of somebody? Oh, Kenny G is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> saxophonist Kenny G. Kent G wrote in, Bill, wouldn't it be more effective to have a very flashy and lavish prop to scare someone off with, even if it was not as effective as stabbing uh, with as a simple knife would be? So the, his idea is like, if you had a big, scary looking sure. wacky weapon that might be the deterrent you need that wouldn't really even hurt the guy he just wouldn't know he'd be too scared what do you think of that i think if you're gonna go with that that route then i would set up all of my mannequins mm-hmm. uh because let me tell you if i'm walking through my uh dark shop and i catch one of those mannequins out of the corner of my eye mm-hmm. that scares the crap out of me yeah it does right <laughs> oh my gosh it's just yeah. Uh, all of my mannequins I had to take apart, put on the ground, and cover with something. Because even a body on the ground catching out of the corner of your eye is a little, a little startling. Yeah, nobody uh, wants. And if the mannequins, if the mannequins don't scare them, we have a giant surter skull on the wall. I think if someone saw that, they might think twice as well. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mess with. If I saw one of your mannequins, that'd be enough for me to get out of there. Oh so, yeah, 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 just a naked, uh, naked. Actually, funny the mannequin. We bought this this mannequin. <laughs> I think I, I pointed this out to you a while ago. Yeah. Bought a mannequin. It's like a, a, a man-shaped mannequin. Mm-hmm. The head of it looks a lot like uh, Nick Johnson. Looks like your kid. Oh, my oh really? <laughs> yeah. The boy, does it? Weird. Yeah, okay. it really wow. does. Mm. Well, yeah. I'll have to share that with him. He'll be not at all creeped out. I'm going to take a picture of it. It's okay. Good. Yeah, do that. I would <laughs> actually really like to see it. Uh, <laughs> well, it's good to have you here. Uh, why don't we dive into what you're working on this week? What's going on in the maker world of Builderan? Uh, I'm going back in time a little bit, reminiscing. I was thinking about this last night. I'd forgotten about this TV show mm. from the mid-90s. Did you ever watch the show called Movie Magic? Mm, no. Brian's oh. familiar, but no, it doesn't uh, not ring a bell. Uh, like 70 episodes, I think, from 94 to 97 on the Discovery Channel. And on YouTube, here, I'll drop a link in the chat there. On YouTube, I looked up Movie Magic playlists. Sure enough, someone found every episode, collected them in one playlist. Ooh. Very nice. And, and this, these are, are these out of, uh, I mean, are they uh, legal to play on YouTube? Probably must be. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find it literally anywhere else. There isn't even a Wikipedia entry for this show. Oh, interesting. So someone, someone collected them all, uh, put them up on YouTube. Okay. Now, the show is about how movies are made, and every episode will showcase a specific effect or effects from a specific show or movie. So if you look at the playlist, there's an episode on the visual effects from independence day or there's a episode just on motion control or old age prosthetics or uh a whole bunch of different things like that so they would collect behind the scenes footage on how those things were done in specific movies Mm. Uh, i have a very vivid specific memory about the episode on demolition man and how they did a whole bunch of that stuff (laughs) that's awesome okay now that i've seen this intro i just watched the intro in silence but it's something very familiar about this it's bringing yeah right some memories yeah crazy i didn't remember them making so quite so many episodes so i may have to go back and watch a whole lot of these yeah uh, but so this got me thinking as i was reminiscing about this old thing mm-hmm. uh 
DVDs, the DVD era that we are rapidly uh, sprinting away from. Yeah. <laughs> may, that may have been the golden age of beh- extra bonus behind the scenes stuff. Because now when you buy a movie, like I bought uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife on Amazon because I'm impatient. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to watch the movie right away as soon as it was available. And all you get is the movie. That's it. Depending yeah. on where you buy the movies, you do get the bonus stuff with some places. Like I buy, I do my digital, like the Marvel ones. I I actually stopped. Marvel were the last Blu-rays I was buying, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, prior to, I think, Black Widow. Did I buy? I don't think I bought Black Widow. I think Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals. Um, I just bought the the digital because I may not be a Disney Plus or, uh, subscriber forever, but I do still want to have access to all those movies. And those all come with all the extras, the reasons that Good, I bought cool. the, the Blu-rays in the first yeah, place. Yeah, it's just the difference this now compared to the DVD years where you were almost guaranteed every DVD had some extras on it. And these yeah, days yeah. And it's you're like, not guaranteed oh, we don't, these yeah, days. you no. don't even know. Like I bought, I, yeah. I bought the 4K digital uh, Blade Runner 2049 and I was really hoping that that had stuff. It didn't have any extras. It was just, yeah. Oh, really? That uh, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, I, I think our favorite um, MCU movie has got to be Thor Ragnarok. And um, I believe on, on Amazon when we bought it, the movie itself is like four hours long because they tacked another hour and a half on the end of it mm-hmm. with extra stuff, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's just weird that it in the digital age, I can't like buy a movie on Amazon and on the page for Amazon, why not have like all the extra features there as separate broken out thing? Like it's possible. Yeah. I know it's possible. Yeah. yeah. You get that that's that's exactly the interface when you do it with the um with the Apple uh That's cool video store. And it probably with Voodoo and um uh what's the Sony Sony what's the Sony one? Oh, oh uh, it's ultraviolet? Ultra is that vi- uh, mate? There's, I, I know that now. I've seen some of these where when you buy the movie, you get a page and it looks just like that that DVD launch window where you've got mm-hmm. watch movie, watch bonus features, and then that expands to say deleted scenes, gag reel, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You know, like yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, you'd think that, that all of these things would be, it'd be really easy to do in a digital age. They could update sure, those yeah. things whenever there's new information. Or new... Absolutely, right? They could yeah. film stuff years after the fact and add it, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, so maybe we'll see a, a resurgence. And I, I would love to see that yeah. um now this the, the I was this was the rabbit hole i was going down last night this got me thinking though what were some dvd movies that had really good behind the scenes mm-hmm. and my in my gold oh. standard as far as i'm concerned is lord of the rings absolutely those oh, freaking box sets oh man <laughs> yeah they were amazing one, one disc for the movie and like three discs of extras yeah yeah um really blade good. runner the blade runner one that came out that had the theatrical release the director's cut and then the new director's cut, the new Ridley Scott, you know, end all be all mm-hmm. version, um, I think was probably for me the uh, another highlight besides. Oh, the yeah. Rings. Now, a lot a lot of the extra features, um, uh, there's so much cool stuff, right? Director's commentary. What a great idea or a different yeah. cut of the movie. That's awesome. Yeah. What yeah. I crave, though, is footage of people making the movie. Oh, that's how know? we're bringing it back to making things with Bill. Okay, ah, absolutely. Now we got it. Yeah. yeah. By, the, by the way, just a real quick note here. It looks like Ultraviolet was originally a Dolby standard and still is, I guess. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this movies is a... Anywhere, somebody said, I think is the one I was thinking of. Oh, movies might, Anywhere. Might be that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, go ahead. So lots of t- tons of really good stuff, but with the Lord of the Rings thing, 
did was someone, I don't know who, and I would love to hear this story. Someone had the foresight to be like, film everything, everything behind the scenes, film people making Hobbit feet, film people making chainmail, talk to people during the movie while they're producing it so that after the fact, this is all archived. Yeah. And and uh, that's one of the only ones I could think of where that that's what happened so that we got this just in th- just an insane look at how the movie was made. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, I've now I watched the those ones, the Lord of the Rings ones, several times. Um, uh, Brittany has always been way into Lord of the Rings, so when they were coming out in the early two thousands, uh, she got all the extended uh, DVDs, and we watched all of them when we were coming out. And I'm willing to bet watching those amazing folks at What a Workshop making props, costumes, and armor. Willing to bet that had a pretty big influence on me and the course my life took after that. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. No, I, uh, I mean, uh, I. it's funny. I'm trying to think what would be, I guess the Star Wars is that for probably Brian and I. Like, we're not yeah. We're not that far removed from, from Bill's generation, but we're, right. I think that's maybe the one. And I remember as a kid seeing all kinds of, uh, I don't even know where I saw these, but they were like mini documentaries of, you know, when they mocked up the, for example, from uh, Return of the Jedi, they mocked up the speeder chase in the forest and they did it with action oh, figures yeah. and they filmed yeah. it with like dynamic camera angles. And yeah. I Ma- love uh, that stuff. What man. do they call yes. it? There's like a term for that. Mac, uh, um, shoot. It's M-A-K something. Anyway, but yeah, no, I've still got, I still over there have the. Uh, laser discs of the original Star nice. Wars trilogy. Nice. Uh, which, nice. which again, you want to watch Star Wars on those? You're getting up and flipping those things four times yeah. to watch the full movie. A lot. Yeah. A lot of people think those are the laser disc. Actually, is the most the the truest version of the the original trilogy that you can still get your hands on. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Maquettes. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Squishy, twitchy. Maquettes. Maquettes. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we used to, I mean, I basically did that based on that. I got my dad's video cam- or a camcorder <laughs> and I started filming my own Star Wars stuff. It's how I got Burnt Kirk. I've told you guys about Burnt yeah. Kirk. Like, I love that freaking stuff so much. And today, people are prototyping all kinds of creative ways. Usually, computers are involved, but there's something rad about saying, all right, we're going to make a big, expensive, incredible effect scene. Let's do it all first with action figures inside of a tiny little space and make a rad little thing i just love that yeah. so yeah cool. in fact uh that makes me think um some of my favorite props are things like doc brown's little mock-up that they made in mm-hmm. the third um back to the future movie yeah his little mock-up of the town well which he uh, did he did in the first movie too oh yeah uh, he didn't. I think he might have even done an all. Well, I don't remember if he did in the, the second movie as no. well, but but certainly in the first and third, and it was like a mirror image of the hill valley that he yeah, created yeah. in the first movie. In fact, uh, they so they did that in. Uh, they had a similar thing in Ghostbusters Afterlife, a tiny little town. They did, yeah, or ha- the house, <laughs> right? And that makes me wonder that they build that little uh, maquette for the production and then go, dude, let's just, put let's it just in the movie. use this in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. I would love to build a little scene like that of the, yeah. the house from uh, afterlife. Oh, for sure. You should do uh, it. Yeah. It, uh, is there a movie? Let's say you pick a movie right now. You, you have a, you have an open table and you're going to create the, the set or the, um, the set or the, the, the venue of a movie that's a favorite of yours, what do you create? What do you build as your little miniature? Oh I'm going to fill gosh. this table up with a miniature of a movie. 
Oh, geez, like That's a little hard. town or yeah. a house. Yeah. I'd probably it's do Ma- I'd do Moss Eisley, probably. Little oh, desert. Moss oh, Eisley's a great one. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably oh, do yeah. that. That was my favorite place in the world back then. I would make. Oh, I just, this just makes me want to make more uh, Mad Max RC cars. Yeah. Oh, ah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, you know what? If you could do like an action, an action set of just the 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 convoy chasing down yeah. the border. Oh man. Yeah. Oh my gosh, That'd dude. Be so cool. Holy oh shit. yeah, Halloween Town is another good one. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind recreating the Pee Wee Herman. Um, uh, Rube Goldberg device that he uses to make his breakfast in miniature Oh, wow. Mm. Or even the house, the playhouse. Or even the, right. Oh, yeah, his Pee-wee's playhouse. Totally. Yeah. That would be oh, great. Oh, man. Yeah. Or, or Jerry's uh, apartment. Yeah, Jerry's apartment. <laughs> so Jerry's I saw apartment. your uh, post-apocalyptic <laughs> one, Scott. That was yeah. good. I want to yeah. make, I kind of want to make that version of it. <laughs> like a, yeah. uh, <laughs> You know what that made me think of, actually, is if I'm ever making a movie where, like, it's post-apocalyptic and the characters are, like, going through New York City mm-hmm. and they need to crash somewhere for the night. Yeah. What if they just happen to break into an apartment and it just happens to be Jerry's apartment? <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't say anything, but it's obvious. Yeah, you just do it. Though. You just you do the movie the way you were going to do it. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't yeah, change right. anything. This is where John Wick yeah. is hiding or whatever. But to have it be Jerry's apartment, but that would be an amazing right? Pull. Yeah, I would freaking love that. Oh, my gosh. It's a yeah. great idea. Uh, well, all right. This is uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to watch this whole series. By the way, this right? looks, yeah. I'm already I've, I've had it on silent here, but I'm already like super stoked about just this makeup episode. They're talking about mm-hmm. how they got Terminator makeup. They do interviews with Stan Winston. Like this is no joke. How did I yeah, not watch yeah, this yeah. religiously back then? I wonder. I don't know why I wasn't. Yeah, and it's and I can't find any information about it now. I I mean, in the five minutes I looked on Google last night. Uh, but it, like, it doesn't even have a Wikipedia entry. So this Weird. YouTube archive is where it all lives. Yeah. Wow. Look at young Rick Baker. Right. Bru- young, the youngest of Rick Bakers. Yeah. He wishes he was that, that guy. Is, now. That guy's cool. Oh my gosh. Harry and the Hendersons, how they made that. That's fun. All right. Uh, very so, cool. Go check it out. You guys search for it. It's on uh, YouTube. The entire thing looks like movie magic mm-hmm. and they start with an intro and they have a whole play- playlist for every damn episode. Very That's cool. cool. Uh, so, Bill. Yeah. Go ahead. Recommendation. Uh, our friends over at Tested, uh, if you go to their YouTube channel and go to the playlist section, they have a playlist for everything they've filmed about Ghostbusters Afterlife. And it's like 34 videos. And they, they were there on set filming two years ago, two or three years ago when they were when they were filming it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a ton of coverage, lots of behind the scenes stuff. Now, not a lot of it is happening was happening while production was going on. It's more like afterwards they showed up or they kind of interrupted them. But... It's still a ton, a ton of great information on how the movie was made. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, and that's our friends over at Tested. Very Adam, nice. Uh, Savage and Norm and, and those, those awesome Norm people. was showing off a freaking Wonder Woman LED lit right? freaking. What the frick was that, oh, dude? Oh, it's so good. Holy shite. I got it. Brian, you got to see this. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Find yeah. Like a don't Wonder Woman know. LED? Yeah. You. Oh, I don't even know where to find this. I guess his Twitter account had it. Um, let's see. Norm. You. This is just too good not to share. Yeah, Norman Chan. There I'm it is. Curious about uh, uh, he, Wonder he, Woman with the the golden armor with the wings. It's a it's a figure that he got. Oh, yeah. okay. And, and then he he did a, a a bit of special effects with her golden lasso, her yeah. lasso of truth. Yeah, using some ultra thin uh, LED wire 
It it okay. looks like a cons- uh, like a strand of light. It's without, so good. as opposed to right. So it's like that. Um, what do they call that? The light fiber stuff that you can build with uh, clothing. Yeah, electroluminescent wire yeah. is is yeah. good, but you you need a uh, like a, a, a extra um, bit of oh there it is right electronics there electronics okay, to make so, it work. Yeah. and it winds and it's not very bright. These LED wires oh, that's are amazing. Insane. Is that Thanos? Yeah. Is she yeah, she's fighting Thanos? <laughs> Oh, that's the other thing yeah, I forgot yeah. to mention. She's fighting Thanos. That's a big, important part Holy of the story. Holy crap. That is so much brighter than any of the other luminescent yeah, wire yeah, yeah. I've ever seen. So that is a different thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freaking gorgeous. I'd turn that on and leave it on and never leave never leave the room. That's so cool. Yep. Oh, that just, like, that instantly made the uh, Wonder Woman 1984 movie better. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. That suit wasn't the problem with that movie. That was, nope, that suit was just fine. That suit was cool. <laughs> and those wings and stuff. Oh, man. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Bill, thanks for that. As always, PunishProps.com is your destination for cool stuff getting made. And yep. uh, give Bill a follow on Twitter as well over at Chimbeard. Bill, have a great week. See you. See you next time. Yep. Bye now. Why can't I find his name? Goodbye. There we go. Okay, no find you. Me no find you. All right. So now uh, I feel the need for some science. So yeah, why let's, not? You know, we've had our education about making things. Now let's... Uh, uh, get our education about how these things work. Yeah, how about that? Science. It's Bobby Franks, all the way from South Carolina, our second South Carolina native who comes on the show all the time, and we're happy to have him. Bobby, welcome back to the show. Hello. Well, thanks for having me back. Yeah, heck yeah. Look at you in your casual yeah. casual attire today, like a true scientist. Is it Casual Tuesday for you? Is yeah. that the deal? Every day is Casual Tuesday here in the <laughs> Frankenberger house. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so uh, it's been a week, and uh, I wonder what you've got on, in store for us today. What's, what's going on? Well, I've been doing some reading and research about something that I want to cover on the podcast this week, and I thought I'd bring it here and talk to you guys about it which is that um on uh, over in europe there seems to be a lot of nuclear power plants being shut down with not a lot of plans to replace them mm. and and i think that that might make meeting carbon emission goals by 2050 challenging mm. you know so wait a minute so, is it uh what is the reason they're shutting them down are they giving There's reasons? There's probably a lot of reasons, but I think that uh, probably a, a big reason, uh, I say probably, but I know from some of the research that I've been doing that a, a lot of the big reasons is that there's a lot of uh, anti-nuclear sentiments. There's a lot of people who don't like the idea of nuclear for very re- various reasons, like um, thinking it's not safe, uh, thinking about nuclear waste and how you dispose of that, um, thinking that renewable energy like solar and wind would be better and cheaper and cleaner, and stuff like that. You know, nuclear can, has historically been thought of as an expensive power source. And, um, and so there's a lot of arguments. A lot of those things are political arguments, I'd say, but there's definitely some some science that can be is, is anyone just straight up scared of a meltdown like you know oh, i think a lot of people are scared of a meltdown and that's that's one of the the factors that go into um the general the the public sentiment that nuclear is not safe mm. um the but you know is that true is is a meltdown really a, a dangerous risk it's happened before there have been accident nuclear accidents you know of course famously 
Chernobyl, and then you've got more recently the Fukushima uh, accident that happened. But those are, while while tragic accidents, certainly people died and and have uh, injuries and and long term effects from that, and and we shouldn't discount that. But but is do those those accidents kind of end up dominating the public uh, perception of mm. nuclear, right? Yeah, it's like airplanes. Cert- the safest thing you can do to travel is be on an airplane, right. but it doesn't feel like it if you think about crashing airplanes or hear about accidents with airplanes. Same, right, same you're much more likely to die on the highway than you are in a plane, and you're much more likely to die from uh, fossil fuel as an energy source than, than you are. It's just, again, you don't really hear about it because the deaths are coming from, you know, all the pollution. Sure. Well, sometimes it comes from uh, a coal mine collapsed and killed 30 people, or sometimes it's uh, like, I guess you have these bits and pieces that happen and people are used to hearing about those. And we just kind of shrug our shoulders mm-hmm. and go, well, that's part of getting the coal, you know, but the minute you have a once in 50 year accident in a, you know, in a, in a, in a plant, a nuclear plant, like the, the Fukushima yeah. thing is unfortunate mainly because it's an earthquake started the whole problem. So mm-hmm. this thing you can barely predict as it is. And it, it's so big that it's in everyone's mind. They're like, well, these must be nothing but unsafe. So therefore, right. Uh, get rid of them. And then let's just pollute ourselves more because we're dumb. But there have been some, some analyses that have been done looking at the relative, risk and and safety of different sources of power and and you can't just look at like you have to you have to compare apples to apples when you do these kinds of things right for so so some of the analysis that i've been looking at will compares um first of all end to end uh risk of death which is you know you're talking about like like the the mater- gathering the materials for construction, you're talking about gathering the raw materials to turn into power. Um, you're talking about the people who are working there and the risks that th- on their lives as working in the factories or in the power plants. Um, and then also considering uh, pollution and all that kind of stuff. And if you take all of these things into account and then, so count up all the number of deaths and then compare it on a on a per terawatt hour of energy released because you have to consider that too right Mm -hmm. if you shut down a nuclear plant they produce tons of energy so if you replace that energy with fossil fuels you're going to have a single fossil plant like a coal or or oil plant uh, is going to produce less energy than a nuclear plant so you have to consider the amount uh, of of actual plants that you're going to need. Mm-hmm. And so there's more people involved and stuff like that. So if you, if you look at the deaths per terawatt hour of energy produced, it's crazy. Something like, like 250 to 350 times more deaths come from, uh, coal and oil, um, on a per terawatt hour basis. Nobody likes not math though. Do they, they don't like data. No, they like the emotional, <laughs> they like the emotional reaction. That's what people like. And it frustrates the hell out of me. And I understand it, dude. I totally get it. Like, I know when I get onto a Ferris wheel that it's not going to kill me, but I still feel like it will. You know what I mean? Because I don't like heights. So I don't know how you, when you have a collective, when humanity as a collective has 
whatever collective fear they have, what yeah. do you even do? Like, it doesn't matter what you say to them. Hey, uh, you know, statistically speaking, you're going to die from uh, stuff we mine way faster than that. They're just going to go, well, look what happened over there. And we still right. don't know what caused that. And like, they're just going to do that. <laughs> So yeah. <clears throat> that's why a lot of these are political problems and 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 I think you know you have to have the political will exist to to make change but it's important to have the science and the facts and the math um behind it so that those decisions can be made uh, more clear-headedly but and I, I do want to be clear for anybody listening I'm I think there are problems with new, every every energy source when we're talking about how do we you know make it through the next 50 100 years on earth um every solution every energy source has drawbacks and nuclear certainly does also have serious concerns nuclear waste being one of them like what are you going to do with that i think there are ways to solve that but again you have to have the political will to do it um because because there's a lot of like NIMBY problems, you know, not in my backyard problems mm-hmm. with disposing of, of nuclear waste. I never heard anyone say that acronym before NIMBY. as a spelled out NIMBY. word. That's yeah. great. That's NIMBY. great. NIMBY, <laughs> like FOMO or all those other dumb words. That's great. Zerpel. Yeah. Zerpel. It's a yeah. zipper related penis. Zer- uh, penis. Uh, whatever it was yesterday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Zerpy. And if that happens because you're drunk, that's called a wine zerpel. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> and if it's, oh, a, and if, it's if it's just a zerpel, it's getting, <laughs> it's getting Garrett's penis stuck in your zipper. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't and don't even get me started on a purple zirpal. No, you don't want any of no, that. No, no, you don't no. want any of that. I can promise. The screaming you purple yeah. zirpal. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's interesting. So, um, yeah. so what do you think? I mean, uh, you know, reaching carbon goals and all that other stuff aside, um, like Germany, I know made a bunch of changes after Fukushima, right? That was the uh, deal. well, they yeah, and that's actually where this the this story came from and why I started looking into it is because on on December 31st of this past year Germany shut down three of the six plants that they have left and by the end of this year they're planning on shutting down the rest of them so by the end of this year Germany's not going to have any more nuclear plants and um, yes in response to Fukushima there was a ton of political um, action being made and and uh, what's her name Merkel I think was at first against shutting down the nuclear plants but um it uh you know it there the public wanted it done and so that ends up being what happened and there are other countries that are doing the same thing going in the same direction belgium switzerland they're all shutting stuff down but um then there's other countries that are trying to build up france being a a big one of them they're one of the biggest nuclear generators in europe mm-hmm. um, but it's all happening over there and the reason that I think it's really interesting and important to look at is because Europe right now is supposed to be it's who we always talk about as being like the the shining examples of this Paris climate agreement. They're the ones taking charge and and really trying to do something to reach the these um, carbon emission goals by you know net zero by 2050. And if that's going to happen, it takes a we have to have a good mix of clean energy in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And renewable sources like solar and wind are not going to cut it by themselves. Yeah. Um, I, I believe personally, I think my opinion is that I think nuclear needs to be a part of that equation. And if you're shutting them down with no plans right now to build new ones, then you're not going to make that 2050 goal. Because even if you change your mind 
with whatever the next i don't uh, different countries have different government setups but whatever the equivalent of the next administration is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um if you even if you decide then okay we need to do that it takes a long time to build a nuclear plant <laughs> and so mm-hmm. you're probably not going to get it up by then so yeah it's a uh, it's it's really disheartening and 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 it makes me second guess or question whether even over in Europe we're going to even get close to reaching those goals. Yeah. It's, a, it's always the easy scapegoat to say, well, America's just doing whatever they do, but thank goodness Europe's focused on this or they got it taken care of. And then you're just like, oh, maybe they kind of don't, or maybe they're not as interested as I thought they were or whatever. Um, and yeah. that's, that's a bummer. You know, it's more of a bummer because I expect us to be yeah. resi- resistant. Anytime that anyone tells an American what to do, we always go, can't tell me what to do. <laughs> that's what right. we do. It's our natural yeah. weird yeah. thing. It's, we always fight against the fight against it yeah it's the thing that yeah. made it you know in in some ways you could say well it's the go get them spirit that got this country moving and got us going and we gotta innovate this and do that and grow here and blah 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 but it bites us in the ass when when it's in our best interest and we're like you can't tell as we just start being rebellious children and yeah. uh i hate it <laughs> and yeah. i do it too we all do it everybody has their whatever mm-hmm. it is but it's still annoying Anyway, so I'm lo- I'm looking deep into that, and um, and and next week I'll it'll probably be what we talk about the main thing we talk about on next week's show because like I said, there's a lot of politics to it, and we we don't it's it, it's a science show, it's not a political show, but there's certainly scientific answers to a lot of the the questions that politicians are asking, like about safety and and whether wind and solar are options and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, more on that when All Around Science uh, starts talking about it, everybody. And they will, yeah. because that's what they do. Yep. Uh, anything Just else you want to yesterday, mention? Yeah. yeah, yesterday, the podcast that came out, we uh, the, the podcast being, I should say it out loud, um, is All Around Science. Yeah. Uh, that's We talk about science every week and what's going on in the news and just what's on our minds. And yesterday's episode that just came out was all about the, t- the episode's title... Uh, we don't know how planes fly, and um, <laughs> well, and that's it's a truth. Actually, um, in a in a in in a funny kind of strange way that you might not have expected, true. Physicists and aeronautics experts can't actually agree on how planes are able to stay in the air. Really? Wow. Yeah. They wow. know they do. Be, you'd think that would be kind of established. Like, yeah. all right, you well, this so. at least we know this. Yeah. yeah. You think so? But uh, but they actually um, there's there's a lot of debate on that, and they haven't really been able to nail it down. <laughs> Next up, magnets. How do they work? How do they work? Right. Um, right. They need to they need to call um the same clown posse. Clown posse. They could figure yeah. it out for him. I like parts of physics where we're still confused. I think that's great fun. You know what I mean? Like I like it when yeah. when we yeah. we haven't figured it all out because you know well, you got to always have a goal you got to have something to reach for can't know everything yeah. so may as well Dice be tomato says yeah Dice tomato says Bernoulli um, uh-huh. talking about the Bernoulli principle for planes we talk about that on the show so if you want to know um, it's it that only answers some of the questions so um, so yeah you should check out the episode we we talk all about what we what we wish we knew and what we don't know about how planes actually stay in the air what a, i thought the term bernoulli was a what did I, I you're gonna say hard drives aren't you is that what i'm thinking of you're thinking of hard like drives yeah because the the it was the it's a um it's the and you can correct me this is basically what i remember from high school science but if you've got a curved wing 
air travels slower over the top of the curve than it does under, and that's what causes lift. You got it backwards, because, but yes. Is it okay? I have it backwards. To the other way, but that's, still. That's what causes planes to get pushed into the ground. That's right. <laughs> slammed possible. into the dirt. <laughs> right, but it had to do with hard drives because hard drives function on a similar Exactly. Spinning yeah. hard drives. Bernoulli too. drives. Bernoulli drives were a thing in the that's 90s, right. 80s, and 90s, and that's why we were thinking about that. That's exactly it. You did yep. it. You found it. I found it now. Bernoulli drive. There it is. I had one of these. Yep. A scuzzy Bernoulli drive. A scuzzy Bernoulli. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good old uh, scuzzy Bernoulli. That's awesome. High capacity removable disk storage system. All right. Well, the woman I took to prom was scuzzy Bernoulli. Scuzzy man. Bernoulli. Oh, she, was, she was a trip. You can she hear was, all about it on film set. Yeah, Sounds like a football coach to me. <laughs> it does. <laughs> kind of does. Uh, well, Bobby, as always, uh, pleasure is ours to have you here. Uh, Bobby Frank's on Twitter and uh, everywhere else you find him. And, of course, don't forget the show, which is all around science, which you can get anywhere you get your podcasts. Have a fantastic week, dude, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Steve. Bye now. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> we'll see you. Okay, there it is. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, we're almost done with the show, but before we go, we're going to eat some Japanese things because that's our commitment in life to try to get through these things. Take this. It's for you. It's food. Hold on. Hold on. Didn't that sound like uh, da- uh, David, what's his name? Da- Patton, uh, Patton Oswald. Oh, David Cross. David That's Cross. right. David, it is David Cross on Rick and Morty, right? Right. But it's not, it, it was just weird watching Station Eleven and seeing him on there and going, oh, yeah. Freaking oh, out. no kidding. Yeah. How, are you done or how are you? I'm done. That? Finished it. Loved it. You, you know. Piece of art, that show. Piece of absolutely art. Absolutely beautiful. Yes. I loved it. And you know what? I even like what's her name with hairy armpits. She can have hairy armpits. Lori Petty? No, the other one, uh, the main one. Oh, Mackenzie Davis. Yeah. Yes, sure. She can not shave those anytime she wants. I don't care. All right, what are we doing here? Uh, let's do. What's in this tin? This thing. Tea. Oh, uh, don't do that then. Yeah, we're not eating that. Um, no, really, we're down to we're just down to Kit Kats, I believe. Everything Thanks. else we've tried. Yep, you're right. Uh, all right. Uh, do you have so one? Pick in mind? a pick a couple of Kit Kats and we'll eat them. The one with dolphin meat in it. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Let's eat the the dolphin. That is uh, the Save the Blue Ocean flavor. Mmm, Save the Blue Ocean flavor. Save the Blue Oceans! Save the Blue Oceans! Is there anything to translate on this? Uh, It's all English. Oh, no, the the ingredients. There is on the big bag, so I'm going to scan that. It's a white... (laughs) Brian's moved on to the big bag. It's on the big bag. Check out my big bag. Uh, Oh, it is white. Okay. Yeah, there's a picture of it on the front of the bag. I haven't even opened my wrapper yet. Unexpected. Oh, it just smells like another one of those cookie and cream flavored ones. Maybe this is just that, but it's to help save the, the freaking... It could be. Yeah, we'll find out. Oh, yeah, there it is right there. AV Tech John found it. I do like AV Tech John. Quick with the quick with the finding stuff. No, he not only found that, he's the one that figured out the D to Z letter word today. He was first with that. Oh, right. Dits. Yeah. He is no dits is what we've learned. Oh look at that! There's a little sea lion there, and the and the Ben. Uh, I only have dolphins on mine, but you got um, the you got the full deal. Oh, is it a little fishy? It's a little. There's a little bit of a salty. Oh yeah, salted chocolate. Um, that's not bad at all. No, it's very good. Yeah. What? Um, Sweet and salty, yo. Yeah. Let's see. Come on, focus. There we go. I like that better than just pure sweet. I just want to see the flavor on these things. I can't. 
Ocean sea salt? Is that just it? Sea salt and the sweetness of white chocolate. So it's white chocolate and sea salt. Okay. Which is not really chocolate. What is white chocolate? I forget. It's like butter and cheese or something. What is it? White chocolate is... <laughs> like, what is white chocolate? It's like something I thought that, it, it doesn't not... contain cocoa, right? But it's still... Yeah. Okay, here it is. Uh, uh, chocolate. White chocolate is a confection, pale ivory in color, made from cocoa butter. Oh, there's some cocoa butter. Cocoa butter, uh, okay. Sugar, milk solids, and, and, and some vanilla. And cocoa cheese. And cocoa. I don't know why I said cheese. Uh, it is, let's see, dark chocolate. Oh, uh, yeah, so it's cocoa butter, and it's just super not. In, in large quantities, it's not good for you. You don't want to eat that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you, you want to pull a second one out? Yeah, let's do two. Okay. What do you like? And also, Cleo says she has a story if we can pull her in after this. Oh, she has a story, does she? She does. I'll pull her in now so that she can talk to us while we do it. While we eat chocolate. Yeah, I don't know what I have her on here as. Um, Is it just under Cleo? Cleo, I don't have you on Discord. Yeah, I don't have you on Discord. I need you on Discord. So friend me. Um, okay, Brian, what do you think of this green one that looks like this? Green one. All right. Okay. Finding that. All Japanese all the time. Um, there's like a little igloo in the upper right corner, and the two ends of the wrapper look like a twister. Okay, looking, looking, looking. It's like little twister balls, twister circles. And it doesn't have... And it's a Kit Kat. Is it springy? No, those are all pink and white. I will hold it up. Picture of a squirrel on it. Okay, polka dots. Yeah. Yeah, polka dot ends. Didn't we do that? I think we did that one last. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, I don't remember. So I gave you multiples of. of, I think that is the same one we. Yeah, that is the same one we did last week. All right. Or uh, a few weeks ago. Sorry. No, no, it's good. Uh, How about the pistachio one with the the rat on it? Not a rat, squirrel. Is that a squirrel or some other rodent? I don't know. It's a squirrel. It's a little little red-tailed squirrel. Oh, right he's there. adorable. Right. Pistachio. Ooh, look at the color I love of that. Pist- I love me some pistachio. Me too. You know, you, you know I, I'm going to tell you something. You can't say pistachio without me thinking of the James Bond movie where the guy eats pistachios the whole time. Oh, yeah. Heim Topol. Yeah. He's throwing them up in the air and catching them in his mouth. Yeah. Can't, can't separate the two. It's impossible. You know, it's Dr. Zarkov from Flash Gordon, too. That's right. And it's way up in the it's a it's the one where the fortress is way up in the mountain or up on the impossible yep. to climb yep. thing. Uh that is uh for your eyes only, I yeah, believe. I think so. Mmm. Ooh. How's the pistachio? Damn. Is it dude. nuts? Is it nutty? It's good. Oh, that might be my favorite in a while. Oh. Oh yeah! Fantastic! Oh, Japan! Japan! What are you doing over there? Mm. Oh my God! You might have weird earthquakes and uh, horrible uh, shutdowns of your power systems, but hot damn, your Kit Kats! Yeah, hubba hubba hubba! Oh, she's gonna call via the phone line. All right, hold on. Let's do that because I don't have run okay. on Discord. All right, well this is this is all going great. This is very improv here, folks. We're gonna just yes. make it happen. All right. Uh, it's the line's open. Hopefully, it'll be her that calls. I'm not putting the number out there because she should know it, right? Yeah, she should know it. Oh, it can wait another day. She says, "Are we waiting?" Oh, seriously, really? That's what she says on the thing. <sighs> oh, she's gonna call. No, Claire's gonna call now. No, don't call Claire. No, don't, don't let Claire you. call. 
Now they're going to spam the line. All right, well, uh, Cleo, you want to... Oh, wait. Okay, I got a number coming in. Let's see who it is. Okay. Hi, who's this? I'm supposed to be working. What are you doing? Oh, it is Cleo. Gosh dang it. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling from Peculiar. <laughs> yeah, from, from Peculiar, yeah, everybody. Calling from Peculiar. Yeah, give us your full address, and uh, we'll get it all taken yeah. care of. Hey, uh, what's going on? You have a story for us? What's happening? I did. I mean, you know, because my stories tend to be colorful. Fair mm. warning. Happy birthday, Claire, by the way. Mm. Um, so you were talking about, you've had a couple of people come on now talking about home security and protecting yourself and all this stuff. Yeah. So story. When I was, hmm, I'm going to say my early 30s, I had two kids at that point, middle of the night. We had an alarm system on our house. Yeah. The alarm goes off. Okay. And I mm-hmm. jump out of bed. Yeah. Like, the, like you do. I, too, yeah. had a baseball bat. Yeah. Sure. I, too, had a baseball sure. bat next to the bed. So I grabbed it. Yeah. And I grabbed the closest thing that I could to put on my head, which was a football helmet. Because we're Chiefs fans. They were Chiefs fans out here at the time. My ex-husband was. Yeah. And if you're a Chiefs and fan, you it. always have a helmet near the bed. That's the rule, right? <laughs> of course. Oh, right. That's where you keep them. Yeah. Okay. So right. I was, I went creeping through the house at first, still half asleep, and the alarm is going off and going off, and I stop at the keypad, and I don't look at it, but I try to punch in the code, and it won't go off. So I'm walking around the house, and finally, I go down to the basement, and I think I hear something, so I yell at the top of my lungs, get the F out of my house, leave my kids alone, blah, 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 blah. Wow. My ex-husband is asleep in the bedroom. Yeah. Couldn't give a tinker's damn what's happening to me at the moment. (laughs) Or the children, apparently. (laughs) Burn the whole thing down. He doesn't care. Yeah. So I come back up the stairs, and I hear the police cars coming, and I'm like, I don't know who's here, but he better, hopefully they left the house. Yeah. And I realize at this point, A, that I'm naked with a baseball baseball (laughs) bat and a football helmet on, and as I crest the stairs to go out up, back up to where the bedroom was to make sure everyone's okay. The front door has been blown open by the wind. Oh, and the says the wind. And the police are coming down the road. Mm. It gets better. The police are coming down the road with the big old headlights on. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there I am, naked football player. Nice. With a <laughs> nice. In the front naked window. football baseball player. The moment. Then, the, then the, cre- yeah. the screen cuts to black and they do the intro for cops. Fantastic. Oh, no. God. Then the You're screen cuts welcome. to black and he goes, bum, Reno bum, 911. Bum. <laughs> <laughs> it is like it the end of curve. I slam the door and I run to throw a t-shirt on. Meanwhile, the cops are pounding on the door because now they've seen a naked psycho in the window. So they know. know. (laughs) So I throw a t-shirt on and I throw off the hat. Aaron probably just rolled over and farted. I don't even remember. And I run back to the front door and I'm like, hi, how are you? Trying to be cute. And they were like, no, we saw somebody. Is everything okay? The alarm's been going off. Yeah, it looks like the wind blew the door open, but I was just on a... I was just on a naked tirade. Don't mind. That's me. awesome. Now, the oh two stories God. we've heard this week of people responding to possible break-ins. Um, everyone's naked all the time. Here's my question: Am yeah. I the weird one? Because I, I wear I wear a I wear a pair of like gym shorts, you know, clean gym shorts and a t-shirt when I sleep. Is everyone else yeah. naked? Am I the weird one? Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm wearing underwear, but that's all I'm so. wearing. But at least I'm wearing something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it, man. It depends. It depends. If the what kids if you aren't here? I'm just. Free balling it all over. Free the house. balling it. 
<laughs> During the day, I'm making phone calls to doctors. All my junk's hanging out. Chat, I don't care. Chat, I'm not getting on a Zoom call. The hell you're not you? on Zoom? Yeah, what does it matter? You're not on Zoom. Yeah, I don't care. Chat rooms all... Maybe asking your doctor about your meds, though, so you never know. Like, I'm not... I guess what I'm saying is I'm not, like, in jeans and a, you know, a, a freaking jacket or something. I'm not saying I'm dress-dressed, yeah. but I'm not, like... I don't know, just not in there naked. I don't know why. I mean... There's, oh, no. There's it's a, t- a full beaching happening at my house. <laughs> full beaching. All right, then. Well, the whales have breached the shore, and we have crash-landed in Peculiar, Missouri. I feel, like, I feel like part of it is if I, do, if, I, if I slept naked every night, one of these nights that's going to happen, and it's me with a bat with a helmet on. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't want, yeah. I, I don't want that. But nobody would be shocked if that was you, Scott. <laughs> nobody would be shocked. <laughs> Well, nobody in this like, neighborhood. Oh, there's Johnson and his doodle. Yeah, Great. Johnson and his doodle. <laughs> or doodle and his Johnson. Either way, that works. All right. Well, there you have it. Oh, yeah. It's also really cold here. Thank you, KT Data. It's freaking cold. Uh, it's, it's not the middle of the uh, summer. You got to sleep. You got to put a layer of something on. I'm telling you. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Cleo, it's a pleasure. I will insulate from here on out. All right. Bye say hi. Guys. Say hi to your kids. We miss them all. And we'll see you soon. See ya. Oh, she hung up on me that time. Oh, well, hmm, huh. she's out of here. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That was worth it. Uh, was why great. don't we now be done? Uh, okay. I want to I want to remind people, though, the show doesn't exist without your help. We really need it. And uh, well, how do you do that? You ask yourself. Well, in this new year, you can help by supporting us at Patreon.com slash TMS. Even a dollar a month would go a long way to help us continue to make the show that you love and enjoy each and every day. That's Patreon.com slash TMS. Big thanks to everyone who already does. If you're looking for all other things, all the links we've talked about today, emails, Twitter accounts, Reddit pages, Discord logins, all of it is at frogpants.com slash TMS. Did I shake my head again? I did, didn't I? No, no, no. It was a Discord logins. I'm just thinking, I'm not, I hope my Discord login isn't on there. Oh, right. Good point. No, we are not. Uh, there's no data breach uh, available <laughs> on the website, but uh, go there, frogpants.com slash TMS. Brian, let's get out of here. Do you have yeah. songs? I do. So, uh, yeah, poor Claire, you know, she tried to get in a birthday request, but I told her that I already had somebody uh, had emailed in for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to read that one. Uh, Jack wrote in and said, <laughs> "Go ahead. hi, guys. Hope all is well. I'm the partner of Claire Gallagher, or as you know her in the gin loving or know her as the gin loving Claire or all caps, Claire Gack. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, it's her birthday on Tuesday, the 25th of January. I know she listens all the time. Would I be able to request a song for her birthday? Question mark. Of course, period. Uh, if possible, wish you were here by Pink Floyd. That'd be awesome. If not possible, uh, Maggot Brain by Parlin Funkadelic would be a good second choice. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, of course. Wish you were here. Maybe one of the most covered Pink Floyd songs in my library, if not the most covered Pink Floyd song. Also, in my one library. of the one of the greatest songs ever written, in my opinion. I love that song. It it totally is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all about uh, Sid Barrett. Uh, if I remember correctly, mm. um, how about uh, since we, you know, we've got the the epic Claire in our chat room? How about an epic version of it, also featuring a ginger, uh, Ed Sheeran, Richard Jones, Nick Mason, who is of course a member of uh, Pink Floyd, Mike Rutherford from Genesis, and David Arnold all got together to record this one for the closing ceremonies of the Olympics a few years ago. And uh, this one's just fantastic. Here is Wish You Were Here by all those people I just mentioned, recorded for the closing ceremonies of the Olympics 10 years ago, 2012. See you guys tomorrow.
So, so you think you can tell Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Can you tell a green field From a cold steel rail A smile from a veil Do you think you can tell Get you to trade This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's an oak pin to the tree. Deedly dee. Deedly dee.